You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and sitting across from me is an empty chair, but next to that empty chair is Ken. How are you, Ken? Yeah, I'm in Matt's uh, old seat, I guess. You're in his old seat. That's it, what's wrong today. Is the musk still in there? The musk? Like, yes. Still, still smells Still smells of Matt. I'm going to take this chair home if you don't mind, actually. That's fine. It smells of, uh, of coffee beans and disdain. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun game today. Uh, as Ken said, we don't have Matt here. Uh, he actually took some extra shifts at Hot Rags, so he's uh, out there trying to sell some, uh, you know, blankets. And septum piercings. Yeah, and uh, incense. Yeah. And rings and whatnot. And misfits uh, paraphernalia. And stickers that go in the car with that little kid that pees on stuff. You mean uh, Calvin? Calvin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what he's doing. So, uh, you know. Have fun, Matt. Uh, but uh, we do have some special guests uh, in the studio, at least over Skype, if we want to be specific, which I know everyone likes to be sp- uh, specific, so they're over Skype. Uh, so our first guest is a Universal Champion. Uh, he's been on the show before as a host. Uh, he's a member of Questionable Company. He's someone you might have heard on many other podcasts, and that's Cheyenne Fletcher. How's it going, Cheyenne? Hey, good. How are y'all doing? Good, good. And uh, we heard you have a, a championship today. Is that right? Yeah, today's our... Uh... We do three league championships a year, and today is our, uh, I guess, our, our winter one. Nice. Oh, nice. Is this your third time on the show, or just second time? Just the second. Oh, it, se- it seems like it was more, right? Because I think we bumped yeah. into him a few times. Oh, yeah. We, well, we bumped into you at, uh, at Geek Bowl. Last year. Last right. year. Uh, you had your sturdy uh, Dunkin' Donuts cup, I believe, a huge one. Uh, you know, <laughs> to be truthful, like... <laughs> It was in Vegas last year. Vegas is like a bit of a blur. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I remember everything, though. That's probably why. So, yeah. So just don't do anything around me. You don't want to be remembered because it will be. Right. Uh, No, but that's I won't tell anyone. How ominous. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you for joining us. Anything else new in your life uh, that you want to tell us? Really? Just uh, kids getting growing up and getting bigger. And it's really weird. I had to take my son to driver's ed yesterday and he's like six two and i'm like five seven i'm like what is all this <laughs> i i too have been noticing that kids are getting bigger but they're not my kids they're oh, just yeah, other right. people's kids right? just any other kid yeah. you see 
Yeah, that's got to be uh, that's got to be pretty fun. Uh, well, we're going to come back to you, Cheyenne, in a little bit uh, for your announcement for Geek Bowl, just to give us some insight into what's going on over there. Um, yeah. But uh, our next uh, special guest is actually hosting the game today. Uh, she's a cruiserweight champion, and we appreciate her support. And that's Ann Barry. How's it going, Ann? Good. How about you guys? Doing really well. Thank you for joining us. This is your first time on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um, really excited. And tell us a little bit about yourself, because we don't know you, so we want to know more about you. Sure. Um, I live in Austin, Texas. I've been here for like two and a half years, but I'm originally from New York. Um, so that's where I started doing my trivia. So shout out to Pete's Candy Store, which is like the best bar trivia I think I've ever been to. Um, I'm a high school math teacher, and I actually give my kids trivia questions every day um, as part of extra credit on their quizzes. And um, so some of these have been tested out on teenagers. Um, some of them are meant to like torture children and um, might be a little bit easier for you guys because you have Perfect. a little bit more knowledge than them. I like that they're, Do we? they were tested on teenagers. That makes, that makes <laughs> me feel good. I'm actually petrified to get questions from a high school math teacher. <laughs> you sound like a math teacher. I would have loved having some terrible at math, but the fact you threw trivia in there makes it more fun at least. Yeah. And this is our I first... This is our first time on the show and our first time in this brand new studio. That's right. Which is across your hallway from our old studio. <laughs> That's right. And so, it's, it's very white in here. There's no nothing on the walls yet. So let's uh, go ahead and break the bottle against the, the bow of the ship or whatever they do. And what is that? That was really mug? lame. Okay. That was a mug with my pen. Nope. We'll add a sound effect. And here we go, right? <laughs> here we go. Off, off the, we go. The Titanic. This is the studio that will never <laughs> fail. <laughs> Um, so you have a game for us today that you wrote, uh, before yes. we get to that, um, we just wanted to tell everyone, uh, Geek Bowl is in Chicago this year. Uh, I think everyone knows that already. Uh, we're planning an event. Uh, it's a big podcast meetup, uh, on the Thursday before Geek Bowl, which I believe is, uh, the 5th, right, Jeff, of March? I think so, yeah. The 5th of March. So, uh, we have all the details kind of figured out, uh, at the time of this recording, but we didn't want to say anything too specific. So, uh, just keep checking the crop and our Facebook page for information, uh, for where that's going to be. Uh, we're going to have some other information about, uh, you know, fun things to do in Chicago that you guys can check out. Or if you want to look for pizza places, coffee places, food. Uh, we were talking to Cheyenne earlier about uh, vegan and vegetarian restaurants that we know a lot about. So we have a, a lot of recommendations. So make sure to hit us up. Um, but we're excited about it. And I will throw in that we are doing an event mm-hmm. at 12 on the 6th, I guess. With us and Brain, Jeremy Kahneman's Brain Brash Trivia and... Nick Grove's city slash district trivia. I don't. Okay. Like I feel like he has two trivia companies by having a big trivia triathlon. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, uh, before we throw it to Anne to uh, uh, have her run her great game, uh, let's throw it to the rules guy. Uh, I believe he's in a in a studio with incense provided by Matt. And that's kind of... not incense. It's legal now. Oh, it's legal now. Yeah. Okay. We'll see how it sounds. The rules of the game are simple. Twenty questions split into two rounds, worth ten points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. Very mellow. Yeah. So seeing as this is our, like, the Titanic, the the new studio is the Titanic, is this the unstinkable studio? Oh, 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 that's good. The unstinkable right. studio. So there's the sweat lodge next door, and this is the unstinkable studio. <laughs> so we'll... <I> mean, <laughs> so stupid. 
So um, let's see. Me and Jeff will be the unstinkables. You're the unstinkables. Okay. So should we go for a uh, uh, a Titanic themed name as well? What do you think, Cheyenne? Uh, Kathy Bates's hat. That's good. Yeah. yeah well, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Sweaty model T. Let's be Kathy Bates's hat. I like that. I like Kathy Bates. All right. Cool. Uh, so it's gonna be Cheyenne and myself versus Ken and Jeff. And Anne, uh, feel free to take it away whenever you're ready. Um, okay. So um, so. All of my friends know I'm obsessed with musical theater, but also a lot of my friends are really annoyed by that. So what I've done is I've written a round that's sort of about musicals, but you don't really have to know much about musicals to answer the questions. Cool. Um, Number one, 2015's Fun Home was the first musical written entirely by women to win Best Musical. One of the writers is the originator and namesake of a simple test of how feminist one might consider a film. What is the name of this test? I can uh, lock us in... uh... Yeah, it's, uh, I can as well. Okay, cool. I, I, I trust you, so go ahead. Cool, I just, we'll, we'll I just lock need in. a second to come up with this. I know it. Um, hey, Jeff? Yeah. I got it, finally. <laughs> Perfect. All right, uh, we're going to lock in with the Bechdel test. Yep, and uh, Cheyenne and I locked yes. in with the Bechdel test. And yes. it is the Bechdel test. That was <laughs> too long. <laughs> At least you got there. Uh, okay, number two? Sure. Ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm debating whether or not to give you guys the extra hint on this one. So maybe if I kind of listen to you guys talk it through, I might decide to give you a hint. Okay. Um, but I think you can get it without the hint. Um, a revival of the musical Fiddler on the Roof is currently being performed on Broadway entirely in which Central European language? Uh, I think, uh, we can lock in Cheyenne. Because <laughs> I was Go. interested in seeing it. Okay. So would he... What's the where, where's the distinction between Yiddish and Hebrew? Oh, I don't know. I think it's Yiddish though. I have no idea. Well, let's say Yiddish. Did you lock in with that? Yeah. That's surprising. Man, I can't believe you got there. Uh, yeah, I believe it's directed by uh, Cabaret's famous uh, MC Joel Gray, and uh, we said Yiddish. And the answer is Yiddish. So the hint was going to be that of the and this is a stat I found, so I don't know quite how accurate this is, but of the roughly six hundred thousand people worldwide who speak this language. 82,000 live in Brooklyn. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So number three, On Your Feet is a musical about the life of Gloria Estefan. The musical takes place primarily in Miami, but in the second act of the play, Gloria goes on a worldwide tour. If you were to board a plane in Miami and fly directly south, which two South American countries would you fly over? And these would be the only two you fly over. Five points for each correct answer. Think of got what makes the most sense in my head i'll let you lock in because yeah i have no bearing on this one okay cool so if we're thinking brazil i'm on board with that the problem i have with argentina is where it is in the continent i think you'd have to hit something else first so i'm trying to think of what probably um, what's above brazil right well and so i don't know what exactly because you'd have like colombia would be the big one and then you'd also have like over to the east, you'd have like Colombia's on the um, the east side. No, Venezuela is on the east side. So you'd have like Venezuela. Oh, I think that's the answer then. Okay, uh, we can go Venezuela. I'm wondering if it's one of the smaller countries, but like uh, Suriname, French Guiana, something like right. that. But so Venezuela and uh, Brazil, yeah, sure, okay, all right. You can take it, Cheyenne. It's crazy how far like South America is shifted, and so I'm pretty sure Colombia is the one that borders Panama, and Ecuador is right below 
Colombia. So I think the only thing that I can get in my head is Colombia and Ecuador. So, um, Shan, you were definitely the closest. You had the right reasoning, but it was Ecuador and Peru for the for the exact reason that you were saying. So he does yeah. he, he does get uh, half points though, right? Yeah, five yeah, points so five for, points for uh, Ecuador. And none for us. All right, number four. Um, as a tribute to an iconic mid-90s commercial, the official Hamilton YouTube channel published a video of Leslie Odom Jr., the actor who portrayed Aaron Burr, eating what kind of sandwich? And I'll add that he's listening to the radio while eating the sandwich. Oh, yeah, okay, got, got it. Yeah, okay, we're good. Okay. What are you thinking, Cheyenne? Like 90s iconic commercials, I think of Where's the Beef, which is like a Wendy's hamburger. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Was was that nineties or was that like late eighties? Thank you. I mean, like, yeah, I would say it, either. I mean, if you want to go, where's the beef? We can go Wendy's. I don't know, like what specific sandwich that would be though, because it's just a kind of the slogan. Um, at least right, I, it's just their like Wendy's hamburger, right? Like it's, yeah, or cheeseburger. It's not. I don't think it has a name. Um, I let's go Big Mac because she said he's listening to the radio. Maybe he's listening to the jingle on the boombox or something. I don't know. That's the only reason I want to go Big Mac. All right, cool. We'll lock him with that. I think it's literally <clears throat> like the the guy's eating a, like a peanut butter sandwich, and there's like a question about like who shot Alexander Hamilton, and he tries to go Aaron Burr, but he goes Aaron Burr, oh. Oh, yeah. which I think is a Got Milk ad, but I think he's eating a peanut butter sandwich. Uh, yep, that's exactly right. Uh, it's the Aaron Burr. Uh, commercial and um, so peanut butter peanut butter and jelly sandwich um, yeah. would be fine it's a really funny reenactment so you guys should look it up I didn't even oh, think god, of I that. know that Good 100% tip, like I feel like god I'm getting old well the like that was funny thing about that like two is years ago the original ad I believe was uh, Michael Bay directed that it's the guy sitting at the table that's why the camera's oh, really? spinning all around yeah. him yeah Explosions if I remember the background yeah that's one of Michael Bay's first commercials yeah um, question five. Um, Spamalot is a musical ap- adaptation of the classic movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Along the knight's quest, they are stopped at the bridge of death. When asked his favorite color, Sir Galahad incorrectly says his favorite color is blue. What is his actual favorite color? I've been wanting to see this musical for years. My friend was just in it and it closed. Um, I didn't get a chance to see it. I have an idea on a color, just really gut reaction to sir galahad but i think i'm in the wrong ballpark but blue no red hmm. green yellow no yellow uh, let's just go red i think okay that's what i thought but to be fair i've only seen monty python in pieces yeah like, i think Gal- uh, i think uh, lancelot also says blue and he gets across the bridge okay yeah all right so shane what so was we're your go with red you're going with red okay and uh, what was your guess shane I just said orange. I kind of think it's green now, but I wrote down orange. Okay. Uh, so it's actually yellow. So it's so uh, Ken was kind of reenacting as blue. No, yellow. Like as he's mm. being like launched off the bridge is what he's yelling. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, number. Man, a uh, missed Monty Python question for me is like a cut on a swordsman's back. <laughs> Yeah, you do it's like Monty shame. Python a, a lot. Uh, actually, I really thought someone was going to get that. I was like, you know, this is really reaching out to like, you know, the people who don't like musicals and oh, well. <laughs> I know. I was hoping it would be a musical one and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm excited. But um, uh, after five, Ken, how many, how many points do you have? Uh, looks like we have 30. Cool, you have 30. And then uh, we have Kathy Bates hat. I have 25. Okay. So number um, number six. 
Bobby Lopez, the EGOT-winning composer of the music for the movie Frozen, won his two Tonys for which musicals, both of which would not be suitable for the vast majority of Frozen fans. So five points for each. I know one, but I don't know the other. We can lock in Cheyenne if that's okay. Yeah, do it. I, the only thing I know about Robert Lopez, he's the only double EGOT winner. Okay. I don't know anything about musicals. <laughs> so he did uh, Avenue Q. Yeah, definitely not for children. And um, I don't know the other one, but what's a, what's a good dirty, maybe not dirty, but at least adult musical? Maybe Kinky Boots or something? I don't think that was him. I don't know musicals I don't know. that well. Let's go with uh, Avenue Q and Kinky Boots. All right. Uh, Avenue Q uh, is one of our answers. That's correct. Uh, Kinky Boots was Cindy Lauper. Uh, but he also did Book of Mormon with Matt and, and uh, Trey. Oh, that's right. I did know that. That's absolutely right. So Avenue Q and Book of Mormon. So five points and ten points. Okay. Good job. Yep, no problem. I got your back. Um, okay, number seven. There is only one U.S. state that has a county that borders four other states. What state is this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about that one? Oh, that would, that makes a lot of sense. Um, oh, because, yeah, the, the county is... Yeah. Okay. I was thinking the same thing, but for another state, but I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it was similar in scope, but that one would make sense because it would be... That thing. Almost uninhabited. It's got that... Yeah. Okay, we're locked in. So, Cheyenne, I don't know anything about geography um, or counties or whatnot, but she did not mention... A musical in the clue which leads me to believe that it would be a musical that is named after a state possibly so i was thinking it could be oklahoma yeah it's going to border kansas colorado new mexico and texas so yeah i was i was at the other part of the state but yeah i'm pretty sure that there is a county in the panhandle it's either cimarron or beaver i think it's cimarron might be Texas. I just know those are the three counties in the Panhandle. I can't remember which order they go in. But yeah, let's go with Oklahoma. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll go with Oklahoma. Yeah. For similar reasons, we went Oklahoma. Yep. The answer is Oklahoma, and it is Cimarron County. Um, so good catch there on the omission of any musical being in the clue. That's that's all. I, that's where I'm at because I don't. Nothing else is. I'm going to get. Uh, okay. Number eight. The Color Purple is a musical adaptation of the novel of the same name by which author? I can lock this in. Yeah, I think so too, but I'll, we'll lock in. I, I'm sure you got it. So, Do you remember, Jeff? Tony, Tony Morrison? Tony Morrison? That's an author, right? Yeah, she wrote Beloved. Let's do that. All right, we're locked in. All right, Cheyenne, were you going with uh, Alice Walker? Yeah, Alice Walker. All right, we'll lock in with that. Um, yeah, so the answer is Alice Walker. Number nine, this is when I was sort of starting to be reaching with the theme. So Damn Yankees is a musical that involves the Yankees and baseball. I don't really know anything else. Which team in, the, in, which team in Major League Baseball holds the distinction of being the team with the longest world, current World Series drought, having last won in 1948? Oh, uh, the longest drought of not winning? Yeah. Okay, I think I know this, Cheyenne. But if they're locked in, we yeah, can talk you, about it. You know what? We're locked in, too. Because yeah. I think this is a thorn in uh, Neil's side, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the Cleveland Indians, Cheyenne. That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay, yeah, because I'm an Indians and a Cubs fan. And uh, I've, I've sat through many World Series or two, at least, where they, they lost at the last minute and was very sad afterwards. So we're going to go with Cleveland Indians. Uh, and we went with the same. 
Yep, it is the Cleveland Indians. Oh, you see that? I got a baseball question. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> This is more of a, like, knowing Neil question. Well, when they were in the World Series the one year, the, all the guys on the team bleached their uh, their hair blonde as, like, a good luck thing, and I did it, too, and it did not work. You know what it is? I'm wearing this Japanese baseball cap what? from uh, David Levesey, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the, the knowledge is seeping into my brain. The baseball knowledge, yeah. yeah. What were you saying, Ann? Was, was the blonde hair thing back in, what was it, like, 98 yeah. or 97? Yeah, 97 or 98, something like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I was, like, I'm from New York, and that was, like, the Yankees were on their like on a roll in that in that era but that was like the time they didn't make the world series and we were all devastated because we were like we deserve it every year (laughs) i know what that's like but with hockey he's paid for it every year yeah (laughs) oops (laughs) um but my history teacher was a indians fan and she's awesome so we were actually really happy for her when that happened um so hopefully someday hopefully someday yeah okay um okay so the next one uh, this is one that I gave to my students, and it's a little bit crazy. And I promise you, if you listen closely, you can figure out the answer because it's going to sound bonkers. Okay. Um, okay. Christopher Plummer, who played Captain, not Commodore Von Trapp in The Sound of Music, did not actually sing in the film. His unrefri- unrefined, grisly singing voice was dubbed over by Bill Lee, the titan of the playback singers. When I tried to look up Bill Lee, Google didn't volunteer much in the way of information. Instead, a contemporary Bill Lee came up in the results. This other Bill Lee is the current gover- governor of which U.S. state? Well, so keep- I think I think it, it's either a play on words with um, like Bill Lee versus like Billy or maybe William. And then she also said Grizzly, which is kind of a very distinct word. So I think maybe that relates to what state it is. Oregon. Washington, California, Oregon. We're locked in. Okay. Cheyenne, I think uh, the words I heard in the clue were Titan, which made me think of Tennessee. Yeah, and Commodore. Yeah, Commodore. She said Captain, not Commodore Vanderbilt. Yeah. Or the Commodores. Chrysler is Memphis. Yeah, so I, that's why I, I'm on the same page as you. Do you want to go Tennessee? Yep. All right. I tried to milk something out of you, Jeff, but you just weren't uh, weren't given today. I got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> Grabbed hold of Jeff's eider and I, I yanked, but couldn't get any uh, fluid. It just went. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so the answer is Tennessee. Sweet. Yeah. So there was Commodore Grizzly, uh, which I feel bad because I have no idea how bad Christopher Plummer's singing voice is. It may or may not be Grizzly sounding, but I just put that in there. Um, vol- uh, volunteer and Titan. Oh, you know, wow, they originally I missed. I only got it from Commodore. I missed all the other three. <laughs> yeah, those are great question, Ann. You know, they, you. they originally cast Kevin Spacey in The Sound of Music, but he was replaced midway through by Christopher Plummer. Not ben, a lot of people know that. Yeah, right. <laughs> when he, before infancy, right. Kevin Spacey. So we got uh, 55 points there. And uh, we have 75 at Kathy Bates' hat. So what's okay. your team name again? Uh, Unstinkable. The Unstinkable Molly Brown or something. Uh, yeah. Cool. So 75 to 55, you said? Yeah, 75 to 55 going into the swing round. Um, and uh, just a quick little mention here, Jeff, uh, both Anne and Cheyenne are Patreon supporters, and uh, we really appreciate it. Where can people check us out on Patreon if they'd like to support the show other than listening? Yes, we're very thankful to Cheyenne and Anne and all of our other Patreon supporters for making the show possible. If you'd like to join them, you can do so at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, where we have many different reward tiers, um, great offers, uh, perks. It's the only way you can get to find out our 
uh, the results of our payoffs for our wagers, yep. um, which are all wonderful. And uh, any support really helps the show, uh, keeps it running and uh, keeps it growing and moving in the right direction. So we're very appreciative for all of you who can and do support the show. And again, uh, you can check us out at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Yes, even even minimal contributions are greatly appreciated, and we'd love it if you'd consider that and uh, pick up some nice gifts for yourself on the way. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move into the swing round. Okay, um, so the swing round is um, like sort of imagined answers to song questions. So um, I'm going to give you... Uh, so there are many songs out there that where the title is a question Mm -hmm. and I'm going to give you a hypothetical answer to that question. Okay. And you have to identify the song title and artist. So if I said, no, I don't want to inflict any pain on you. The answer would be, do you really want to hurt me? And whoever does that song, I actually didn't look up. Culture club. Culture club. club. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, number one, 35 inches worth each year in Austin. Number two, Merriam-Webster says strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties or attraction based on sexual desire, affection and tenderness felt by lovers. Number three, I don't know how I'll feel in the morning, but baby, right now, tonight, you have my heart. Number four, just take the 101 South from San Francisco and you'll be there in about an hour. Number five. I'm not really into that literary genre, but if I had to pick, I'd go for Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. Number six, I don't know, that random person I hired on Rover. Number seven, yes, and frankly, that's an insulting question. 45% of the population in Africa is Christian and the rest probably don't care. Number eight, because the asphalt would probably be very uncomfortable, we'll get scrapes all over, and we could get arrested for public indecency. Number nine, 24601. And this is the actual answer. That's the actual answer to the question in the context of the song. And uh, number 10, not much. Just been staring out the window, licking myself and batting around some toy mice. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like <laughs> she should have, exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Okay, that sound means that we're back and we have our answers. Uh, it's going to be uh, 100 points up for grabs in this pretty difficult round. So five points for each song title and five for each artist. So let's uh, go ahead and start with number one. Um, okay, so yes, 35 inches worth each year in Austin. All right, we'll start. Um, Jeff had a good thought on this one. What about uh, Creedence Clearwater Revivals? Have you ever seen the rain? Have you ever seen the rain? Oh, God, that makes so much sense. Uh, yeah, we just, uh, we said, does it rain in Texas? We had no idea. So it is CCR. Have you ever seen the rain? And so I only put Austin because that's where I live. So, um, I recognize that that was kind of confusing. Um, okay. Number two, Miriam Webster says strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties or attraction based on sexual desire, affection and tenderness felt by lovers. Yeah, so this is a song that's very influential to uh, Neil and I when we go out <laughs> clubbing on the weekends. Uh, it's What is Love by Hathaway. Oh, Hathaway. I couldn't think of the guy's name. Uh, yes, uh, we are bobbing our heads uh, over here for What is Love. Yep, it is What is Love. Uh, and number three, I don't know how I'll feel in the morning, but baby, right now, tonight, you have my heart. All right, this one was too tough for me and Jeff, so this one's blank. Yeah, we weren't too uh, sure on this one. Uh, so we just said, uh, do you want to stay the night? Uh, it is actually one of my favorite songs. It's Will You Love Me Tomorrow by the Shirelles. Oh, will you? Yeah. Oh, great song. Yeah. Okay, number four. Just take the 101 South from San Francisco and you'll be there in about an hour. This was another one that we were close to, but we just couldn't get to. But I think it's something like, you know, how do you get to blank or show me the way to blank or something like that but whatever yeah we we weren't uh, sure on this one uh either and it just reminds me of matt always asking me have you ever had a pink's hot dog so that's what we went with <laughs> okay um it so um ken you guys were really close uh it's do you know the way to san jose by dion warwick that's right uh okay number five i'm not really into that literary genre but if i had to pick i'd go for harry potter or lord of the rings and we're going to say, What's Your Fantasy by Luda. Yeah, Ludacris. That's, that's all I could think of was <laughs> Ludacris, What's Your Fantasy. And that's, that is the answer. It's definitely the most awkward in terms of like the phrasing. I just like couldn't figure out what an answer that I could say like <laughs> as a response to What's Your Fantasy. Like I, I just couldn't come up with a clean answer, so I had to kind of awkwardly we appreciate it, in there. it as a family show. That's when you, you move your book from the uh, side table to the, to the, to the floor. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, and I am such a hip hop nerd, and I have oh. no clue about this song. What? You never really? heard of it? You know, I yeah. want to read, 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 read your books <laughs> in the library. I want to move, like I said, from the side table down to down to the floor. I want to. Ah, uh, ah, uh, this book is so good. <laughs> I just, I just want to read. <laughs> I just want to read. That yeah, was I've the actually clean. seen Ludacris live, and I don't know. That I guarantee well. you, he <laughs> did this. <song. laughs> that was the reading rainbow version of him. All right, number six. Okay, number six. Uh, I don't know, that random person I hired on Rover. Yeah, we're not exactly sure what Rover is, but maybe it's a dog walking service. So uh, we're going with Who Let the Dogs Out by the Bahaman. Yeah, uh, we kind of figured out what Rover was last minute. So we also said Who Let the Dogs Out by the Bahaman. That is absolutely right. Okay, number seven. Yes, and frankly, that's an insulting question. 45% of the population in Africa is Christian, and the rest probably don't care. Man, we tried to figure this one out. I was like, do they pray in Africa, something like that? I don't know. I don't know any songs like that, so uh, we <laughs> left this one blank, but maybe it's that. Nope. Uh, yeah, had no idea on this one. Um, we were talking about Toto, which was not helpful. Um, so we just said, uh, is, there, is Jesus in Africa? I don't know. Uh, so I guarantee you that you guys have heard this song a bunch in the last like month and a half. It's Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. Oh, I can guarantee you that... I haven't heard this song. Really? Yet. I have not either. And Seriously? I'm like, like I've got an 11-year-old daughter, so I'm pretty good on like new music. And... Oh, no, it's not old. It's from the mid-80s. I, know what you're oh. ta- I, I do know what you're talking about. I just try to avoid Christmas music. Yeah. It's right. a terrible song. Yeah. It's oh, terrible. by Band-Aid, by Kjolfin uh, from the Boomtown Rats. Yes. Um, okay, number eight. Because the asphalt probably would be very uncomfortable, we'll get scrapes all over and we'll get arrested for public indecency. Uh, we just put, why don't we bang it out in the street? <laughs> <laughs> you're, talking about, you're talking about drums, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just get our drums just and take bang the it drum out. set out. Get the sticks, bang it out. Drag it out for the black party. Yeah, right. Play a quick set. Uh, that's what we always do. We bring our drums out, bang it out. Um, yeah, we, we had no idea. Uh, we just said it was poison, but it was every poison song with a question mark. So we said, talk dirty to me. So we didn't well, know. Um, so I was laughing because the first answer was so close. It's why don't we do it in the road by the Beatles. Oh. That explains a lot. We're Stones guys. Oh, you are Stones guys, yeah. They they did it in the road several times, though. Abbey Road? You know, the Stones practice what they preached. Did, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, number nine. Number nine, 24601. No idea here. God, I'm so happy that I had Neil on my team <laughs> for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite musicals. I listen to it sometimes, walk into work, and get very uh, invigorated. Uh, that would be Jean Valjean singing about his prisoner number, uh, 24601. So the song's Who Am I? I don't know if you need the composer. I think it's Schoenberg. But uh, we said, uh, yeah, uh, Who Am I? Yep, that's totally good. You could say Les Miserables. You could, could say Jean Valjean. You could be a nerd and say Cole Wilkinson, Wilkinson who's the best Jean Valjean ever. Uh, my favorite musical as well. Uh, number 10, not much, just staring out the window, licking myself and batting around some toy mice. All right, Jeff and I thought this was a song that begins very subtly. Bomb, bomb. <laughs> What's new, Pussycat by Tom Jones? Oh, that's a good. That's a good guess. Um, yeah, we just said, "What are you doing on your day off, Ken?" So that's all we had. 
Um, okay, so the answer is What's New Pussycat by Tom Jones. Cool. All right. Good so job, guys. Yes, great job, other team. We tried. Um, <laughs> you only got, got like one less than us. <laughs> All right, the swing round is concluded. Uh, we got 50 points on that. And uh, uh, Kathy Bates' hat, is that what you guys were? Yeah. yeah. You guys got uh, 35 points. So we're at 105, and you guys are at 110. So All right. the gap is closing towards the iceberg. Yep, no more clothes on sale. All right, uh, let's go into the second round. Okay, so the second round actually has a mystery theme to it. And you can figure out the theme based on the answers. So you don't have to like kind of go, you don't have to go through the clues and think about the words and the clues. Okay. The, the mystery theme is all in the answers. And um, the hint for the mystery theme is music, which is obviously a broad category. Um, again, Dare I say a Broadway category. Mm. Ah, yes. Actually, I think I might You're be fired. I think I might be done with all of my Broadway references, which is kind of sad. Um, but oh well. And because it's a mystery theme round, I did have to have 11 questions to make the the theme work. Okay. Otherwise, it just, it just doesn't work. Okay. And then they're actually the 12th question will be what is the theme? So there's actually 12 questions. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, so number Anne one. Anne broke triviality today. I broke it. I broke it. <laughs> um, all right, number one. A 1928 book by World War, uh, German World War I veteran Eric Remark was banned by the Nazi government because of its themes and remains a popular book in high school literature courses. What is the English name of this book? Jeff, I honestly don't know any World German perspective books? World War I books. I don't know anything about uh, German books, Cheyenne. The only two I was thinking of from that clue was uh, Paths of Glory and All Quiet on the Western Front, which I know are World War One books. At least the second one is. All Quiet on the Western Front is fine with me. Um, yeah, like let's... I'm not really good with literature, but every book that I can remember, I know who the author is. And yeah. So, I... And I don't know this remark. And I just so... I know that book is read a lot in high school. Just let's just go with that. All Quiet on okay. the Western Front. And we had to tap out on this one. Okay, um, so the answer is all quiet on the Western Front. Nice job. Number two, Tom Hanks's production company, Playtone, gets his name from the fictional recording uh, record company in which 1990s film about a one-hit wonder band? Okay, we're locked in. Yeah, we can lock in, Cheyenne. Uh, I believe it's uh, That Thing You Do. That is also what we said. And it is That Thing You Do. And why not? So we have All Quiet on the Western Front and That Thing You Do. Okay. So just keeping track of the answers. Uh, number three. In 2018, there was a pop popular viral video in which a man created a booby trap package to catch a thief who had been stealing his packages. What bursts out of the package when opened? I think we're good here, too. I've seen this one. Yeah. Yep. Right? You're locked in? Yeah, yeah. I know the uh, YouTuber. Um, Cheyenne, I believe it's glitter because the glitter gets everywhere. Okay, this is like way out of my purview. <laughs> your daughter so. might, your daughter might know this, but I, I absolutely, I'm, my son would know it. Yeah, and I absolutely hate glitter, and it would terrify me if this happened. But I'm pretty sure it's glitter, so that's that's what we'll lock in with. And well, Cheyenne, if you look behind you, there's a glitter bomb that we <laughs> strategically placed. No, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a glitter bomb. Just right? don't steal from Mark Rober. It's pretty easy. Yeah, glitter. Okay. Yes, the answer is glitter. Okay, uh, number four. Which patriarch of the Israelites was the son of Abraham and Sarah and is said to have lived to be 180 years old? All right. Uh, we're locked in. Uh, uh, I mean, like the old old ones are like 
Methuselah, oh, Methuselah. and Nebuchadnezzar, but they're like in the like 900s, 800s. Uh, 969 for Methuselah. Oh, okay. So then I then I am uh, I do not know then. I, I was thinking of an L name for some reason. So is there a name, a biblical name that you can think of that's someone who's lived really old? Abraham is the one that was going to sacrifice his son, right? Is that Isaiah? Let's go with, uh, uh, I like Isaiah. I like, I mean, that sounds correct. It's okay, better. let's go with it. I think you guys were pretty close. Um, I don't think me and Jeff knew this thing about him living a long, long time, but we know who the son of Abraham is, and it's uh, Isaac. Isaac. Oh, the answer is Isaac. God oh. dang it! You were close, man. I, if I knew more, yeah. I would have helped you, but I just don't and know. His son was Jacob. Uh, okay, number five. Um, the two, uh, top two best-selling Nintendo 64 games of all time are Super Mario 64 and Mario Kart 64. What is the third? This is the only one in the top 10 that features exclusively human characters. Okay, we're locked in. Okay, so, Shane, we're looking for human characters, N64. I'm just kind of racking my brain here about what I used to play. I have two guesses. Um, cool Borders and 1080. I mean, I yeah, played so. the crap out of Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but... <laughs> I see there's a there's a little comment war going on about our uh, 1080 versus Cool Borders. So, oh, really? Yeah. Right. Very, very little comment war. Oh. Um, Cheyenne, the only game I can think of... Nagano 98. I was thinking of the board, the 1080 <laughs> game, because that has human characters, but, um, maybe Goldeneye? Uh, ooh, Goldeneye was 64, wasn't it? Because that was the only other game I played, other than Mario, basically, so... Or, or wrestling, but... Right, right, I'm pretty sure I played no other game than Goldeneye on 64. Alright, that's a good enough, um, endorsement for me, if you want to go with Goldeneye. I played a bunch of Madden, yeah, too. Let's do it. All right, we'll lock in with uh, Goldeneye. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, that Zelda games didn't sneak into the top three, but we're going to go with Goldeneye. The answer is Goldeneye. And I actually wanted to say this is the only one that had human characters, but then I like looked up information about Zelda, and I think like some of the characters in that are like Yeah, there's, called, mo- there's monsters. There's humans in there. I, I've never there's played There's humans it, so. and monsters also, and all I would, kinds of stuff. I would say a pony is a character. And, yeah. Is Link an elf? Pony is a horse. Link is... Uh, He's a Hyrulean oh, okay. humanoid. humanoid. Humanoid, okay. Yeah, so that's what so, I said exclusively humans for Goldeneye, just to make sure I got that right. So after five in the second round, it uh, looks like Kathy Bates' hat picked up 40 more points. or at 150. How about you guys? Uh, yeah, 40 points for us as well, 145. All right. Okay, um, number six. Which 1977 song was deemed controversial at the time of its release because it is about a boy trying to convince a Catholic girl to have premarital sex? I have an idea, Cheyenne. I do. I have an idea as well. I thought that was late 60s, early 70s. And I don't know why. It just popped into my head. So I'd like to talk. All right. We're locking in with maybe a bad guess. but Uh, So... What are you thinking, Cheyenne? Because I have an idea, too, and I'm curious if it's the same one. The first thing that popped in my head for some reason that I can't really figure out is American Pie. Oh. um, Don McLean. Oh, okay. I was thinking of um, the the Don McDirty. Don McDirty. I was thinking of the Meatloaf song, um, whatever, by the Dashboard Light. I can't remember what it's called. Right. uh, Confessions. Oh, shoot. I can't believe I'm forgetting this. What is that? Yeah, I hate Meatloaf. So so does Ken. Me, too. Ken does, too. Um, oh shoot what is it um, vegan right yeah something by the dashboard light that's the song that gets interrupted by a baseball game in the middle of it right yeah oh yeah that's got to be it because it's he's talking to the woman in the car and she's like do you need me whatever um shoot 
I can't remember Con- the name of the song. It's something by the I dashboard like light. There's like plastic or confessions in the name of it. All right. Well, dashboard dashboard confessional. Yeah. I think that's it. But let's just say um, delight by the dashboard light. No. Um, I, I cannot. All right. We'll just say dashboard light because I have mean, no idea. You mean paradise by the dashboard lights? Yes, that's it. Yeah. And we said son of a preacher man because we couldn't think of anything. Um, so it is actually only the good die young by oh, really? Billy Joel. Oh, oh wow. Cause hmm. if you listen to the lyrics, that's what he's trying to do. Um, also paradise by the dashboard light is like the longest song in the world and is one of the worst karaoke songs. I hate me. Cause it just dude. keeps going. <laughs> it just keeps going. And usually the people who request it don't really know the song. They just stand up there and kind of laugh through it and you just, <laughs> I don't know. And it's not so here's, here's the thing. I'm, I'm a fan of progressive music, but that song isn't progressive. It's just different parts that are stuck together. Like multiple songs put together. Right, yeah. Um, okay, number seven. By earning a bronze medal in this sport in the 2016 Rio Olympics, Kim Rode became the first American to medal in six, six successive Olympic Games, all summer games. Part of this sport's name is mentioned in the song Get Low, though meaning something quite different. What sport did Kim Rode compete oh. <laughs> I think I got it, Cheyenne. Uh, I think. Okay. Right. I mean, I'll trust you when we lock in. If you got it, you got it. <laughs> okay. Are you, are you locked in? Yeah. I'm guessing that she was good at skeet, skeet, skeet shooting, possibly. So. Jeez. That's what we want with skeet shooting or shooting. Yeah, I remember when she did it, and I remember thinking like shooting was an obvious one that you'd be okay at um, for a long time, possibly. So we said skeet shooting. Yes, it is skeet shooting, and for the purposes of my like mystery, we'll just call it shooting. Shooting. Okay. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> I, I I didn't hear it at first, but at the end when she said get low, I'm like, really, the Yin Yang twins? And I was like, oh no, that's what it is. Okay. Um. Number eight, there has been a long time rumor that the animators of The Lion King snuck the word sex into their animation, but it turns out they actually spelled out just SFX, meaning special effects. In the film, what was used to spell out SFX? I got an idea, Neil. Cool, so do I. I think I, I, think I got it too. It's, yeah, I'm pretty, okay. pretty sure. If you're pretty sure, then that's fine. Like, I know that there was like, like a controversy or something of something in the clouds. Yes, yeah, I think... I think he, uh, Mufasa, sits down on the edge of a cliff and like the flower petals or du- whatever go up into the air in the clouds and um, spell SFX. I believe like after he sits down on um, grass or whatever, or dust. I don't, I, dust or flower petals, I can't... Whatever he sits down on on the cliff comes up and, and spells it, I think. Okay, we can so go clouds if you want. If you, but I think it's like dust or something. If you remember him sitting down on something, puffing up, then let's go with that. I thought it was like a more like a constellation, like a Milky Way, you know. So we put stars, but I think you might be right with the dust. Okay, so here's the thing. As you guys were discussing, I realized that I just remembered it wrong. Um, I remembered it as stars, but what it is is actually the dust from Mufasa going like up against the stars. You can kind of like see it, um, like going against the backdrop of like the constellation. So technically it is dust, but I will also accept stars because stars is what I want the answer to be. Okay. For okay. The theme. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was about to ask. I was like, that yeah. works. That works. So the theme is stars. I screwed that up. Um, 
It's okay. So I'm glad you guys know the Lion King very, very well. All right. So uh, that's free points, everybody. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Players at home, free points. Unless you put clouds. Okay. Number nine. What is the name in English for the meal that is eaten after Yom Kippur? All right. We're locked in. I just read an article about this. Oh, Ham, Ham, Hosh starts with an H, maybe. Hamza. No. Oh boy. It's, yeah. So it's, a, it's a plain English name. Oh, it's a plain English name. Yeah. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Do you know it, uh, Cheyenne? Could I, I? I don't. Okay. Maybe like, what's Passover? Um. Passover. Yeah, that might be Passover. Actually, yeah. I mean, that's it's better. Than, I do, it's better than me coming up with bad names that are gonna make me sound like an idiot. So. Um, do you want to just try I mean, Passover? Because I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't know it either. Okay. And, we'll go Passover. So we said um, Seder for this? We did. Okay. Uh, the answer is actually uh, break fast. Okay. Uh, because Yom Kippur is the holiday where uh, you fast from sundown yeah. to sundown. For, I think, the atonement of sins. Yeah. But I could be wrong about that. Uh, okay, number 10. What was the original web address of Facebook? Oh, um, I think we can lock, lock in, Chan. So now that we've figured out the, uh, the thing, Jeff, can you get to the answer? That's what I was trying to this? figure out. So I think it's the Facebook, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, we're going to go with the Facebook. Okay, so yeah, I was, uh, I was in college when this first came out, and we all started using it, uh, one of the like, early colleges that used it. And as uh, Justin Timberlake said, uh, just drop the the facebook so we said the facebook it is the facebook yeah i remember june 2004 signing up very exciting um i okay so at this point you might want to take stock of what all of your clues are if you have any idea of what the theme would be because it might help you with the last question yep, we're good okay um number 11 which country nestled between romania and the ukraine was the least uh was the um least visited European country in 2016, according to the UN, yep. and the fourth most forgotten European country on Sporkle, with San Marino, Kosovo, and Liechtenstein <laughs> below it. That's sad, Liechtenstein. Uh, we're locked in. Yeah. Neil, do you have this theme down yet? I do not. I, I'm, a, I'm a little lost. I mean, I have, there's like a hockey thing in there, maybe like gold for Golden Knights, fast break, shooting, stars, Dell Stars, Facebook. That's all. I, I mean, I have a hockey thing going on, but I also... I keep looking at glitter and I keep thinking of Mariah Carey and it's confusing me. Oh my God, I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> so it's the right, it's the right way to go. Moldova is right there. Moldova. That's the only thing I can think of. It's okay. Moldova. Um, well, yeah, let's go Moldova. Cause I, that sounds like it would be an interesting addition to this, this uh, clue set here. And we are saying the same. The answer is Moldova. Ooh, nice job. All right. So uh, question 12 is just, what's the mystery theme, huh? Indeed. And we are locked in. Yeah. You're God. In? Moldova. <laughs> I know. That's that's part of the reason I didn't want to say Moldova, because I don't know how that works to anything. I mean, it's How just, Moldova connects to anything on the entire planet. I don't know. I, uh, I might just have to tap, Cheyenne. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sure I, once I hear it, that's going to make me go insane, but I cannot put it together. Oh, it'll make you go insane. Really? Yeah. Um. Oh, is it? Uh, no, is it South Park possibly because of Isaac Hayes and then only the good die young, meaning Kenny and uh, Kenny gets killed. 
Moldova. Is it South Park? Let's go with it. Just because, okay. like, I refuse to not answer. And if I have to answer <laughs> something super stupid, I'm going to do it. All but... right. Yeah, let's. I like that logic. Let's do it. We'll go South Park. All right. Do you want to okay. read the first word so, of everything uh, for so me? So this is another song that starts very subtly. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, every first word is all that glitters is gold. Only shooting stars break the mold. This all is star. all star. Wow. Yeah, that took me took me a little while to fit in a clue that had the answer starting with mold. Wow. So well done. Fun to write. Applause Thank you. to you. That's uh. Oh man. What what is it? I'm still like all star by point. you don't know all star by, by Smash, Smash Mouth. No, it's a classic. I, no, I do. I'm just trying to. Have you out seen Shrek? <laughs> Have you no, seen I, a Shrek? Um, I got each, it. I still each, just can't. Like, even each, if I I have the answer, and I don't even know. Each first word of the uh, answers are the chorus of uh, All Star. Okay, so strong finish from uh, me and Jeff. We got one ninety five, and uh, Kathy Bates's hat fallen behind a little bit with one eighty, but uh, it's anybody's game. And right before we throw it to Anne, we're going to be at TriviaCon in Vegas. Just wanted to mention it again. Make sure to check us out. We're going to do a live game there. Uh, if you go to the website uh, for TriviaCon over at Sporkle, you'll find out all the details. But there's a cash prize. You'll see us doing a special game and uh, get a chance to hang out and uh, have a little episode recorded. So look up all those details. Uh, it's going to be in April, uh, right after Geek Bowl the next month. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all there. Uh, so category one is Oscars. Category two is Cruel Irony. Category three is Calculus. uh, Category four is Sexism. And category five is My Favorite Animal. Okay. So uh, for this final round, I think everybody wants to uh, bat for the fences, right? That's right. So both teams are going 30s all the way down. It's going to be the uh, Battle of the Titans here. Number one, Oscars. Which actress is the only person to win an Oscar whose parents have also both won an Oscar? The mother won Best Actress in 1955, and the father won Best Director in 1959. Number two, cruel irony. Despite the fact that these animals cannot actually engage in cardiovascular exercise without seriously risking their health, what is the most frequently used mascot in NCAA Division I sports? Number three, calculus. In math, we like to say, be nice and don't be a third derivative. What's the name for a third derivative? Number four, sexism. The men's marathon has been part of the modern Olympic Games since they started in 1896. Despite women unofficially running the Olympic marathon since its inception, the women's marathon wasn't made, uh, wasn't made an official sport until much later. And what year was the women's marathon added to the Olympics? American Joan Benoit won the gold that year and Norwegian Greta Waits won silver. Number five, my favorite animal. When the University of Oregon Ducks meet the Oregon State Beavers in the annual Civil War football game, the teams vie for a trophy in the shape of what animal? Okay, we are going to go discuss, and we'll be right back with the answers. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Wheel! 
Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. The answers are now locked in. So let's go ahead and get the questions one more time and see how we did. Okay. Um, So... Which actress is the only person to win an Oscar whose parents both have also won an Oscar? The mother won Best Actress in 1955, and the father won Best Director in 1959. Yeah, this ended up being really tough for us. Um, we also discussed uh, the Houstons. I heard a little bit of your discussion, but uh, I didn't think uh, John Houston was more of a director. But uh, we just went with uh, Faye Dunaway. I don't know who her parents are, but I feel like she comes from famous stock. That's yeah, that's a good good line. Yeah, we we discussed um, uh, Coppola's and Houston, the Fondas. Um, I know Liza Minnelli won an Oscar for Cabaret. I know her dad is a famous musical director. Um, I couldn't remember if Judy Garland had won an Oscar or what for, but I knew that the the daughter and the dad won. So that's kind of where we hedged our bets. So we said Minnelli. Um, the answer is Liza Minnelli. So oh, Judy job. Garland won in 1955 for A Star Is Born oh. and. Um, Vincente Minnelli won in 1959 for Gigi. Good job, Neil. Good job. All right. well, that's going downhill from here, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's all going to crash. All right, number two, uh, cruel irony. Despite the fact that these animals cannot engage in cardiovascular uh, activity without seriously risking their health, what is the most frequently used mascot in NCAA Division One sports? Jeff and I were pretty sure this is a bulldog because they're not really athletic animals, but uh, they sure do pop up a lot. Do you want to take a try in? Yeah, I was down to, I know the top three, like tigers, wildcats, and bulldogs. And bulldogs, while they are so cute and cuddly, are just kind of worthless. <laughs> they, just, they just can't do anything. I love them, but uh, I said bulldogs. And the answer is bulldogs. So um, the top five, just for trivia's sake, are the bears with nine, wildcats with nine as well. So I'm just reading this list and I realize that they have given them four and five, even though that's the same number. Um, The eagles with 11, tigers with 13, and bulldogs with 14. And so wow. for Bulldogs, it's Alabama A&M, Butler, Citadel, Drake, Fresno State, Garner-Webb, Georgia, Gonzaga, Gonzaga yeah. Louisiana Tech, Mississippi State, Samford, South Carolina State, UNC, Asheville, and Yale. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, number three, calculus. In math, we like to say, be nice and don't be a third derivative. What's the name for a third derivative? Uh, okay. So what are your answers? <laughs> yeah, we were uh, trying to figure something out that was clever, but uh, we went with agitator. Nice. You could take a Cheyenne. Uh, yeah. This is like somewhat embarrassing since I've taken a ton of math classes in my life and I can never remember any math, but we put jerk just because of the... Be a jerk. The answer is jerk. Oh so my God. <laughs> it's, so specifically if you're talking like in the context of physics, it's position, velocity, acceleration, jerk. Jeez. Hey, I, I, don't I said know. part of... I, I went all the way down through acceleration. Very I don't know impressive. how you like, shot. That, I really didn't think you we guys were going to go bully, and he's like, oh, let's just go jerk. It fits better. Okay. All right, number four. Number four, sexism. The men's marathon has been a part of the modern Olympic Games since they started in 1896. Despite women unofficially running the Olympic marathon since its inception, the women's marathon wasn't made official until much later. And what year was the women's marathon added to the Olympics? American Joan Benoit won the gold medal, and Norwegian Greta Waits won silver that year. Well, uh, Jeff and I just thought it was a pretty difficult question, unless it was pretty recent. So we said uh, 2016. Yeah, no, I, I remember, I know the name, and I thought it was like 80s-ish, and so I thought it might have been American winning in L.A., so we said 1984. The answer is 1984. Um, so... Joan Benoit and Greta Waits are the, I threw out those names for the running nerds out there. Greta won the New York City Marathon like nine times in the 70s and 80s. Um, and she's a pretty big deal. Um, even though she's Norwegian, she's a pretty big deal in New York um, for her running exploits. Okay, number, number five, um, my favorite animal. When the University of Oregon Ducks meet the Oregon State Beavers in the annual Civil War football game, the teams vie for a trophy in the shape of what animal? Gotta assume that's a platypus. Ooh, that's a good guess. Uh, so I only knew one question in this final round, so thanks, Cheyenne. Uh, we just said because it's a, a duck and a beaver, maybe there's like a bronze fish of some sort, so we just said fish. Um, so it would be really gross if my favorite animal was a fish. Uh, my favorite <laughs> animal is actually a platypus, mm. so the answer is platypus. That makes a lot more sense. So do we need to add up the scores? We could call it a draw, right? Yeah. You just want to call it a draw? Let's call, yeah, we'll call it a draw. It was even. All right. Well, the unstinkables uh, have been stunk. Um, 165 is our total score. And you guys uh, climbed right to the top of the mast. 270. So you're the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. It's all Cheyenne. Thank you, Cheyenne. Uh, you showed up in this last round. I only knew one question. And uh, you got all the other ones yourself. So thank you for your hard work there at the end. Yeah, well, I think you carried me through the rest of the game, so we'll call it even. Right, that sounds good. Well, yeah, Thank you. Kathy Bates' hat uh, kept us above water. Uh, you said it was a flotation device? Yeah. It was a it's funny that you guys are the unstinkable, because I believe she played the unstinkable Molly Brown. Yeah, that's so right. today's game is really the unstinkable Kathy Bates. <laughs> and I've, I've been trying to figure out a way to throw in, like, a Kathy Bates axe thing in here, and it just never presented itself. Oh, well, Ken will be breaking his ankles after this game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry. Well, thank you uh, for joining us, Cheyenne, and for uh, supporting us on Patreon at the Universal Champion level. We appreciate it, and uh, we wish you the best of luck in your tournament today. Yeah, it'll be fun. We wrote some ridiculous questions because really good trivia players are really good, and you can't stump them. No, that's that's correct. And speaking of really well-written questions, and this was an awesome game with so many different clues and twists and turns. And yes, thank you. Yes, thank you oh, for putting this you. together. Thanks for having me. 
It was a blast. Yes, you're you're welcome back anytime, uh, especially for all the uh, the '90s music references and uh, musical references for me uh, selfishly. But thank you for joining us. Yep, and this is a ton of fun. So thanks for get, having me on. Of course, thanks for yeah. supporting the show. And can okay. I just? I want to give a shout out to all my friends who uh, play tested my clues last weekend. Um, so Chris, uh, Chris Scott, Isaiah, and then my volleyball and running friends. Um, it was an awesome time. Yeah, and shout out to all your students too. Oh yeah, thanks for being my guinea pigs. <laughs> all right, well, uh, thank you both for uh, for joining us today. It was a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, like we said, Matt isn't here. Let's hope his shift at Hot Rags uh, goes without uh, a stench uh, on him after the end of the day. But uh, of Nag Champa. Of I don't even know what that is. That it's, sounds like a incense. That sounds like a villain in Smash Brothers, <laughs> Nag Champa. <laughs> Oh, or in Street Fighter. Uh, well, thank you very much to Cheyenne, to Anne, uh, everyone that uh, helped them, uh, Cheyenne's company, Questionable Company, uh, Jeff, Ken, Matt, who is not here. My name is Neil, and that was Triviality. Zing Yang twins? Yeah. Yes, I remember dancing to that quite a bit as well. That and... Uh, just like play that at schools and stuff oh yeah it's ridiculous tipsy everybody getting tipsy i remember uh, i remember tipsy and tips. yeah came out that spring yeah that was a freshman in high and college when yeah came out yeah i remember the uh the Thursday, dance baby. squad was dancing at the pep rally to move get out the way <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>